Hey there, all you nerds and nerdettes. I'm John, and this is Nerd is the Word, where we talk about all the things that interested us in the world of video games, comics, movies, anime, and TV from the previous week. You can find us every Monday on most podcast services, including Google Podcasts and Spotify. And if you don't mind, give us a five-star review and leave us a little comment so we know what you thought. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nerd is the Word. Today it is just me and Jordan. Good old Jacob is on vacation down in Texas because he's lame, missing out on all this rain we're getting. That's right, that's right. By the way, Jacob, hope you have a good time. Be careful out there, and we're going to be here nerding it up like we always do. That's right. Um, This week, a few things going on. Uh, Also, a few updates to some things we talked about last week. Um, specifically the Bethesda Microsoft deal that we kind of talked about and some rumors going on. Uh, the deal did officially close, so uh, Bethesda is 100% a part of Microsoft. Um, and then to celebrate, they put 20 Bethesda games on Game Pass the next day. So I believe it was like Tuesday. If they put that on Game Pass, uh, that's one, I think, very quick just because of the fact that uh, the deal was apparently the ink hadn't even had time to dry yet. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. What was silly, though, is some of the games that they were boasting were already on Game Pass, like Skyrim Special Edition and Doom, uh, the new Doom Eternal was already on Game Pass. So I'm like, well, I wouldn't really count those as like adding to Game Pass because of the Bethesda deal because you're already on there. But uh, some of the stuff was cool, like both Dishonored's are on there now, um, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4 got uh, added to the service, so some cool stuff. Some of the older, like Morrowind and Oblivion are both on Game Pass now. Do you, so do you think then for sure Elder Scrolls 6 will be an Xbox exclusive? So, according to what I read from Phil Spencer, now that it's dry, the ink is dry, he said that the whole reason they purchased um, Bethesda was to bring consumers to platforms that have Game Pass. Um, He said that they will honor any contracts that are currently um, going on. So, Deathloop and Tokyo Wire um, are both PlayStation exclusive, so those will still continue and release like normal. Um, the question is, how far along was Elder Scrolls Six in development before? Because they showed a teaser last year, before they ever even talked about um, the purchase. So I don't know if they've already had already reached out to PlayStation at that point to secure it for PS Five or or not. So it's it's up in the air. I don't know. I just I feel like with Microsoft at this point. Um, this was kind of their plan all along, and I'm not going to be surprised if they do announce that these games are after they like after they make good on the contracts that they're doing. After that fact, I feel like if they do start making these exclusive games, then I'm not going to be surprised because I think that's the power play that they were doing anyway. Right. Um, being as like the Elder Scrolls games um, are very much like. I could very much see them being a Microsoft title. Like, it's cool you can buy them on PlayStation, but I feel like they are more almost Microsoft, like, uh, friendly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this was just bound to happen. I just, I, I'm i waiting for them to, like, just come out and say, hey, 
we want to make more exclusives for our, you know, thing. PlayStation's got theirs, Nintendo's got theirs, so this is yeah. this is why we got Bethesda. Well, Microsoft needs some good exclusives because um, they ha- we know we have stuff in the pipeline, but they haven't really shown anything. And um, Elder Scrolls has always been a system seller. Like I remember friends buying a PS3 just so they could play Oblivion, mm-hmm. and then Skyrim has been on everything, and people buy the crap out of it. So I definitely think if Elder Scrolls Six is on just Xbox, it's going to be a huge win for them. Um, I'm going to be sad. Uh, luckily, we still have the Xbox Series X, and I'll still be able to experience. But I prefer PlayStation, so I'm going to be a little bummed if I can't play it on on a PlayStation. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same way. My my only thing is, is like, I, I probably wouldn't play Elder Scrolls Six until a while after it's been out. I'm one of the right. few people that has never completely played through Skyrim. My brother has played it on like four different systems I and beat either. it. So I haven't either. I don't know. I, I like it. my exclusives. Yeah, I've owned it on Switch, uh, Steam, and Xbox, and I've still never beaten Skyrim all the way through. I love playing it, but I've just never right. beaten it. But um, my my big question though is Bethesda is a huge Switch supporter and always has been. Um, they were one of the first third party studios to really take a chance on the Switch at launch with Skyrim coming to Switch and Doom One. So my question is, with Microsoft and Nintendo having this good relationship now, will Microsoft continue that and allow Bethesda to port stuff to Switch? Um, Or will they start to crack down on that and stop being so nice to Nintendo? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like, I think that's what really he means whenever he's saying, like, the contract that they have, they're going to, like, stick with it still. I feel like it's... And I know I'm not trying to like make up a magical like Sony and Microsoft hate each other war like, um, but I do feel like if of any of the companies they're going to like stick to and like keep working with, I feel like Bethesda probably is like, hey, we're back and we've back switched this whole time. Yeah, uh, we enjoy working with them. It's something that we would recommend. You know, you guys keep doing. And then I'm sure Microsoft would be like, yeah, that sounds actually that's a great idea. Yeah, I hope so because. I know you don't have one, but I'm still. I love having a main console, but the Switch is the perfect secondary console, and I love yeah. love my Switch. And Skyrim on the Switch is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's in the pipe works. So I'm 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 looking more and more at Switches. Just waiting for a pre-owned one to come out. I understand. Save a little money. But Game Pass is a great deal, and you know there's rumors that there it's going to be getting even better, uh, according to some insiders. Um, one of two things is about to happen. Either they're going to be announcing that Ubisoft Plus is going to be the next thing like EA Play to partner with Microsoft and that whole lineup join Game Pass. And they said if it's not Ubisoft Plus, it's at least going to be Watch Dogs Legion, Immortal Phoenix Rising, and a few other games. Which even just getting those two games, because they aren't huge sellers, that's why they're already on sale all the time. Mm-hmm. But having big games like that, I mean, can't hurt at all. Right. Yeah. And Ubisoft Plus, I mean, it's it's another subscription service, so it's not something I want to pay for. But having that entire Ubisoft library added to Game Pass would be pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would make them the Netflix of of uh, Game Passes at this point cuz like Sony's Sony's kind of a joke to me at least I think at the moment like 
Yes. Yeah. Well, and Sony did say at the beginning of the year that they are looking at options to compete with Game Pass. I just don't want them to rush it. I know the uh, the PlayStation Plus collection they released is at least a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I will say their PlayStation Plus selection this year alone has been phenomenal compared to past years. Yeah. Just the first three months this year, we've gotten amazing games. So they're at least trying. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully they do something soon to try to combat Game Pass. Because at this point, Microsoft is more focused on getting you on their platform and signing up for Game Pass than they are just you buying individual games at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the last couple of months with, with PlayStation Plus, like the free games. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of think leads perfectly into the next thing about PlayStation Insider is saying that if you're thinking of buying Sekiro, which I've been told is ridiculously hard, yeah, in the next couple of months, maybe hold off. I'm actually excited by that rumor because um, I've been that's a game that's been on my wish list, but. Being Souls-esque, I'm not good at Souls games. Um, I hear it's easier than Souls, though, because it's easier to dodge, and it's more you move quicker than you do in Souls. You know, Souls is such a slow... Your character is so encumbered and slow, and so... um, But if it was free on PlayStation Plus, I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah, and I feel like that's just another, you know, swing and, you know, batting for the fences with the, the PlayStation Plus, the monthly games, if that becomes true, that... Sekiro right. is possibly going to be one in the next couple of months. That's definitely one I'll be downloading and playing because I've never, I've never played that one. I've always been told it's good, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I wanted it when it came out, but I heard that too that it was extremely hard, and I'm just like, man, I'm not one of those people to die over and over and over again and keep trying because after a while I just get frustrated and give up. I mean, I like a challenge, but I don't want it to be punishing, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree on that. Um, and then another thing, because you like Dragon Ball, so um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot supposedly got leaked for Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. um, but then Bandai Namco came out and says that that was a mistake, but I feel like they kind of have to say that mm-hmm. um, because Dragon Ball Fighters and... Xenoverse 2 have sold like crazy on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's only a matter of time before Kakarot comes to Switch. Uh, I already have it, but I will buy it again if I can play it portably. Especially if it launches with like all the DLC included. I mean, I'd, I'd be down. Hell yeah. Yeah, I wish they just announced that the Future Trunks DLC is well, and that's, the next one. Right, and that's what it was. It was on the trailer, at the end of the trailer. So on, they posted it on their Instagram page. And at the end of the Future Trunks DLC trailer, the Switch icon was on there also. And then they had to take the trailer down and repost it the next day. And then, like I said, they released a statement saying, oh, that was just a mistake. But it's like, really? I mean, was it, though? So it was a mistake that they posted it, but they're not saying it's not true. Right. Right. That's Exactly. I feel like that all but confirms it then. Like, that's basically saying yes without saying yes, I guess. Right. Um, I've played it on PlayStation, and I love it. So Me too. If I get a Switch and Kakarot's an option, it's probably one I would definitely pick up and play on there. 
Yeah, I actually thought about rebuying Xenoverse because um, that's what I love about Bando Nam- Namco. We have three Dragon Ball games, and all three of them are still receiving DLC. Yeah, because they just announced a new uh, DLC pack for Xenoverse Two um, with more super characters. I'm like, heck yes! And then, yeah. um, what was it? Gogeta just got announced or got added to Fighters. Mm-hmm. Super Saiyan 4, Gogeta, and then um, and then yeah, the Future Trunks DLC for Kakarot. So I just think it's really cool that even though they have new games, they're still supporting the old Dragon Ball games, and I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, it's great that they can keep doing this, and I'm glad that they are embracing more of the Super part of it. Because that was the one thing with Kakarot. Like, when I got to the end of it, you know, I beat it when the game originally first came out and i was like god i hope that they continue on and like release like where i could fight beerus and broly and frieza so far it's been pretty good yeah i argued with someone at work the other day because i was at i like the future trunk trunk story with future gohan and all that with the androids but we've played through dragon ball z so many times with all these games i want to see super on a game and so when we we just had beerus and the golden frieza dlc but then we're going to future trunks so i was a little disappointed i mean i love that time period and i'd love to play through it but mm. i wanted more super yeah are you thinking more goku black Yes, I want to. Yeah, if we're gonna do future trunks, I'd rather see Goku Black in that future trunks um, play out instead. Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of something that kind of made me scratch my head because like the first two DLCs were very much like two arcs from Super, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, okay, so they're gonna keep up with this. So Broly or the Goku Black Saga, or like I'm assuming, and then when I seen this one, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, but I'm just like, I mean, that like we. We kind of shortly skipped over to that in Kakarot. Like yeah. and like you I'm just like, why would we go back to this point though? <clears throat> right. And not just go ahead and do, you know, the Goku Black or the Broly aspect of it. But yeah. Well, as long as by the end of all these DLCs it leads to the tournament of power, I'm fine. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's well, that's what got me excited, too, was at first, after I played Kakarot, I was like, man, I want a Kakarot 2, but all in Super. But then they released that first DLC with Beerus. I'm like, oh, please tell me all of the DLC is going to be super. I'll be so happy. Yeah. yeah so I'd, be, I'd, I'd totally pay for two season passes if they would just do all of super. And like you yeah. said, go up to the Tournament of Power. Oh, yeah. yeah that would be amazing. Because that game, that game too, like, what I really liked about that is, like, if you weren't properly leveled when you went into those fights, like, mm-hmm. you got your butt handed to you. Just like, you know, in the shows. Like, you didn't train hard enough. Go on, get you know, get stepping. So that does have me excited though, because I feel like eventually we'll get to the point. And I think maybe like they were like, you know what? Before we really push out a lot of super content, let's go back on some stuff that maybe we could polish up and other. You know, yeah. everybody loves trunks, so like the more you get to yeah. play as him, the more you'll want to. So. That's true. Very true. Um, something else we talked about last week was the rumored um, Tomb Raider trilogy come in with all the new games mm-hmm. and then square enix went this week and announced that they're having a digital c- showcase called square enix presents um on march 18th and they're going to talk about avengers updates outriders um some new uh, square enix montreal games uh, a just cause mobile game 
an update for Balan Wonderworld, but then they're also going to talk about the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. So I bet that's where they're going to announce that trilogy we talked about that Microsoft accidentally leaked. And I also wonder if it might get shadow dropped. Maybe like, hey, at the end of this presentation, you can go on to the digital store and buy the Tomb Raider collection. Yeah. That, I mean, that does kind of, I feel like that would be the time to reveal that if they're going to. Yeah. Um, what what it piques my intrigue here, like, because Outriders, it seems fun. I haven't played, like, the demo or whatever for it. Um, and obviously, like, other than Shadow of Tomb Raider, I've loved the first two, two Tomb Raider games. But I've been reading so much, and I'm hoping Square Enix does this, but I've reading so much about the possibility of them making the Avengers game free to play. That would be a good idea. Because um, I, I did buy the game when it first came out. I played through it. I enjoyed it. Um, but then I have not picked it back up. Even with the, the two Hawkeye DLCs that's came out, I haven't touched mm-hmm. it since because I'm just like, yeah. like, um, if it's free to play, I'm, I'm will 100% redownload it. And, uh, I will also, you know, definitely probably play the DLCs at that point. So yeah, that's maybe. kind of out of that whole Square Enix thing. That's what I'm probably looking forward to the most, but yeah, Misty bought it on xbox and she loved it um i've been back and forth on it i know a lot of people are mad right now because they just pushed through an update that makes it your leveling even slower i guess they thought players were getting too powerful too quick so they've nerfed the leveling system and so now you earn less xp as you level and so people are really upset about it um i've been kind of biding my time i know spider-man is supposed to be coming soon Uh, as a sony exclusive so i keep telling myself maybe if he's super cool i will pick it up on a sale and finally play it but if they went free to play i mean i would definitely be okay with that because they have so many microtransactions and to me if you're gonna have that many microtransactions you need to go free to play yeah and we all and we all know that game's suffering unfortunately um i really think they should not have made it a live live service game i mean anthem bombed like crazy and i just if it had been a single player you know adventure action avengers game i think it would have been amazing but i think they just trying to make it online i think just really hurt it well i mean like i don't know if you played it like with friends or anything but even like the training part like i got my brother to buy the game also Mm -hmm. and like even just the training part where you fought like the robots to level up was really fun because, like, you know, I'd be Miss Marvel or he'd be Hulk or something, and, like, we'd be in there just destroying, you know, all these drones and stuff like that. But, like, he very much even brought it to me. He's like, kind of like, that's all we do. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. feel like what we're doing is accomplishing anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I agree. And what, like, there were so many parts of, like, you can go fight Abomination or you can go fight uh, Taskmaster. Mm Mm-hmm. Those fights were ridiculous, and yeah. so the fact that they trimmed down how fast you level up on top of that, it's just like, dude, I was barely surviving in those fights as it is. Yeah. It's going to take me even longer to even get remotely close to where I need to be. But, yeah. and I know we always go back to this, if they do something similar to Fortnite, where you make it free to play, yeah, PlayStation has the exclusive rights to Spider-Man, um, but the transactions in the game goes to like 
just reveal a, a crap load of, you know, like Captain America skins, Iron Man skins, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do like a monthly battle pass almost thing for it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that battle pass, also if you buy it too, you get like, just with like Call of Duty, like there's a new character they introduced. You get a skin at the beginning of the battle pass and you get a legendary one at the end. Do yeah. that, but do it with a different Marvel hero each, like each season, you know? Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it back up when they do the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play it when they do Spider-Man because I'm very curious to see how they handle that. Well, um, data miners found, I mean, Code for War Machine, uh, Captain Marvel, Black, Black Panther, Spider-Man. I mean, there's lots of heroes they obviously want to do. So yeah. hopefully they can keep the game alive long enough to bring those characters over. But Yeah, they so. definitely need to do some, some rework on it. And I think making it free-to-play, just like Destiny, <clears throat> I think would help them out a lot with that yeah because destiny 2 got a lot better once i went free to play yeah yeah i mean so. you have so many people too that like they're, they're invested in these characters and they love them and like if you make it where the game's free eventually those people are going to spend even more money than what you would for charging them just by playing it so yep yep but um and to top it off next week's going to be such a busy week um on top of that or no this is technically I guess it's Sunday, but Sony Japan is doing, instead of doing a state of play, they're doing something called a play, play, play event. Um, It's going to be an hour long, and they're going to live stream Resident Evil Village, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which is the um, chapter where they add Yuffie. Um, And then supposedly they might have some other announcements there as well. So um, I'm kind of excited. I definitely am never... uh, Never upset to see more Resident Evil Village footage because yeah. that game looks amazing. Yeah, I I enjoyed the crap out of that demo. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Um, just because like it, what this Resident Evil starting to touch on is very much in my wheelhouse of stuff I love. So mm-hmm. oh man, I cannot wait. Yeah, I I pre-ordered it today. Finally, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for that game. Uh, Resident Evil. Um, I was never a huge like I liked what I had buddies uh, that I grew up with uh, his brother was obsessed with it he played through all the games all the time and I'd watch him play them but I had never played uh, any of the originals five I think was the first one I actually played through myself mm-hmm. and then here recently when Resident Evil 2 remake came out that is like one of my favorite games uh, and then Resident Evil 3 was okay but Resident Evil 7 is really good and then I went back and replayed Resident Evil 4 um, so I'm definitely a fan now oh, yeah yeah. Now, did you play six? No, because I heard everyone said six was terrible. I have five and four on Switch, but I didn't buy six because everybody says it's like action based and it's not as good and it's like it, the story is weird. It, it it very much is, and I I can definitely see that. But if you ever wanted to play a Resident Evil where you got Chris and Leon, yeah, um, and you just love those characters and like you're you know, obviously invested in the franchise. I can tell you this, it's definitely not worse than the movies. Okay. <laughs> so, and, I like, and I like the movies, so, yeah, so I look at them as a separate thing. I don't I don't see it as being based on the video game. I see it as its own version of a series that I love. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed a couple of the movies, but for me, those movies are very much the director and how OP he can make his wife in yeah. a movie. Like, that's... At some point, they just stopped realizing that Chris Redfield and all them were characters, and they were just like, yeah, 
we'll have yeah. Thomas be the one, you know, to do all this. Yeah. Which is why I'm excited for when Netflix does oh. their version. So. Oh, they have so much. Like, because we got the new Resident Evil movie coming out, and then they're doing their own um, TV series, live action TV series. And then this week, they also announced that Netflix is doing a new live action, or not live action, sorry, a CG anime for Resident Evil. And it's going to be using the same engine as the Resident Evil 2 remake. It's going to star Leon and Claire. And the voice actors from the game are doing the show. Yes, so yeah. much yes. Yeah, there's uh, no re- release date yet, but on March 31st, they're going to do like a big thing. Resident Evil is doing a big thing, and they're going to talk about the anime there. Oh so we'll God. get more details. That oh, It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can, I can already tell it's going to be amazing. Yeah. The only thing we've gotten is a poster, but it shows Leon uh, in the White House, basically. With a gun. Oh my god! Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm all, I'm all for it because I lo- I really like Leon and like I said playing Resident Evil Two was awesome. So especially those voice actors and that animation style, I'm down. Now, did you ever play like Marvel versus Capcom? Capcom is like on fire recently. Like everything they're just doing is is solid gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're killing it. I see. I, I liked Marvel versus Capcom because you could play Chris and you could play Wesker and stuff like that. And, yeah. But the, the original Resident Evil, as much as it scared the ever living daylights out of me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that's it's got my heart. It's got a small weird like zombie chunk of my heart. So. Yeah. I do wish they would remake Dino Crisis. That's the yeah. only thing I wish Capcom would like touch on next. They're doing all these Resident Evil remakes, but man, the original Dino Crisis was awesome. Yeah, I remember it's Resident that. Evil but dinosaurs. What, what can't beat <laughs> yeah. that? Like uh, Turok. Did you ever play Turok? Yeah, I love Tur- Turok. Oh god, such a good game too. But yeah, my top like anytime people's like, what's what Smash Fighter do you want to come next? And I'm like, uh, either Chris Redfield, Leon Kennedy, or uh, Claire Redfield. Yes. Like or Jill Valentine, like those four, one of the or even if they did like a duo, kind of like um, oh Simon Belmont and his uh, his other fighter, I can't think of his name right now. But even if they did two, or um, I'd be totally fine with that as well. Would you want to do them, or, or would you want to throw in like a Wesker or a uh, Nemesis? <sighs> I think I'd rather have one of the heroes, to be honest. Like Leon would be my top choice. Of course. Um, or, or if they wanted to do a female because Smash needs more females, I'd be cool with Jill. There's a rumor that Jill was originally supposed to be in the main lineup, but she got scrapped. So I'm hoping that she might make like come either in this battle pass or if they decide to announce a Fighters Pass 3. I Because re- Resident Evil and Nintendo have always had a really good um, history, so it makes no sense for me that Resident Evil doesn't have some kind of representation in Smash. Yeah. Definitely, when you got you got your boy Solid Snake in there, like Resident Evil's not in there with Capcom. Exactly, that's weird. Yeah, and Joker uses a gun, so gun characters can definitely work. You can't yeah. say that they don't. And and I mean, Chris Redfield punches a boulder, so if he can punch a boulder, he can fight people in the he, can, he can fight Kirby. That's right, for sure. That is right. Um, and then I. I th- Last week, I believe we also touched on. Uh, supposedly, Microsoft is supposed to be having something going on this this month. It hasn't been confirmed, but uh, people close to Microsoft say it's still happening in the second half of March. 
Um, it's going to be a smaller showcase, and then but um, they're supposed to have a huge blowout in the summer, which makes sense because that's E3 time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really hope Microsoft does something because we've already had a Nintendo Direct and a PlayStation State of Play, and we really need to know what Microsoft is working on other than bringing Bethesda projects over to the system. Right. Because well, the, seri- yeah. the Series X is selling just as good as the PlayStation, and we know nothing. The only thing we know that's coming this year supposedly is Halo Infinite, and that's if it doesn't get delayed again. Yeah. So they, they really need to talk about something other than Halo to get people excited. Yeah, because Halo right now at this point, man, it's just like I've got so many. Like I've heard about the, the Battle Royale mode, um, you know, and it's like, yeah, but like you still don't even know when this game is even going to come out. Yeah. And you've already launched the new console. That would have been perfect to launch with the new Xbox. Well, I think that was the plan because, I mean, Master Chief was on the back of the box. And yeah. then you had um, Monster and all these other products originally had Monster Chief or Monster Master Chief on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the plan all along. And I really think not having Halo launch with the Xbox kind of hurt them a little bit. Yeah. Um, at least their their trust and faith from fans. Um, but I, yeah, it's. It's crazy. We're hearing all kinds of things. Like I've heard, I've heard about the battle royale mode too, and supposedly the rumor is that it's going to be free to play, and that you only have to purchase the solo campaign, which I think is a good idea because the Halo multiplayer is what most people buy Halo for, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they had a free mode, kind of like Warzone, um, it would do really well if it's yeah. done right. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I could see them very much doing a modern warfare aspect of this, where you know, you can buy it, that way you can play the multiplayer in the story mode, but then if you just want to do the Battle Royale part. But I know there's a lot of, like, I've seen Twitch streamers and stuff that are talking about if they do this, they do a Halo Battle Royale, there's so many people that are going to be jumping from Fortnite and Warzone in particular to go over and play that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, yeah. one, it's nostalgic because it's mm-hmm. Halo, but two, the way you know they make those games, they they do so well that I could see that very much being what they're working on. Right. And that's honestly kind of why I feel like it did get pushed back. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and they do Q and A's and stuff all the time. Like three four three is always doing updates. They had one this week where apparently there's going to be like a day and night cycle. And depending on the time of day that you're in, will determine what types of enemies you encounter. And I guess there will be different types of wildlife also, uh, based on day or night. So, hmm. and then there's gonna be weather too, like dynamic weather system as well. So, hmm. yeah. But I, I mean, I haven't really gotten into a Halo games since Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I tried to play four and I just couldn't get into it. I never played five, but I do want to try Infinite. Um, I loved Halo Online better than Call of Duty when I was growing up. So. I would. I really want them to get it right so I can jump back in, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see it. It, it. I would definitely give it the battle royale try, but I'm just like, I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, how many times can you do a reskin of Master Chief and Cortana and make people yeah. pay for it? You know. Yeah. Which I know there's other characters, Arbiter, stuff like that you could bring into the game, but I'm oh, just reach. like, how how can how much how much can you do that? You know. 
Reach did do a good job, though, because you could fully customize your Spartan and make it look, you know. So if they did something like that where you could truly, like, customize your armor and change, like, the helmet and change the face, like, the uh, visors and all that stuff. um, Because I always loved the way my Spartan looked in um, Reach. So hopefully they do something like that where you just customize your own Spartan. Um, And I don't necessarily, they don't need a, you know such a big battle royale mode even if they just did like 20 on 20 or 25 on 25 instead of such big numbers like some of these other ones like fortnite and i think it'd be okay but we'll see i mean 343 um did a great job on the master chief collection and you know they brought the multiplayer back in it and it's really fun so hopefully they'll get it right and they've brought back a lot of the original team from the original trilogy so i'm hoping that that's gonna make it just get improved so yeah let's hope so i hope so <laughs> um and then uh, have you heard much about godfall on playstation no so now that was a playstation exclusive right with gearbox mm-hmm. but is, are, is there is there hints that there might be it might be coming to series x yeah so an x uh gearbox developer uh, is saying that supposedly it's in development for um, Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. which Godfall, I think, didn't do as well as they hoped. So I think being on more platforms can only be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I remember that game came out, and I haven't played it, so I can't really give my two cents on it, but I, I just know like all the people that bought it, that mm-hmm. sold it to, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard like it was great. It was awful. I haven't just heard. I like no, I've heard nothing about this game. Yeah. So I feel like that also like word of mouth really means something. Definitely when you're telling your buddies, "Hey, I got this game. You should, you should try it." Um, but Godfall, I'm, I honestly yeah. I couldn't tell you about it. I, all the YouTubers I follow didn't really care for it. I mean, I if it goes on a good enough sale, I would try it out. Um, I know when it was unveiled at the Game Awards, I was excited. I thought it looked really cool, um, but uh, I don't know. It, it just—I I, I heard that it was kind of more so boring. Like there's not as you kind of do the same environments all the time, same enemies. There's not a lot of variety. So uh, maybe if it comes to Series X, they'll also announce some kind of update with new environments, new enemies, something, some kind of DLC or something to make some improvements. Yeah, uh, I also kind of like, for me, I feel like it and Immortals coming out similar. Yeah. At the same time, I'm just like, <clears throat> eh, like I feel like if I had to pick, I would pick Immortals over it, and I haven't played yeah. either. You know. So yeah. Maybe yeah. the Series X will give it the the kick in the butt that it's needing, but that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Well, and Series X needs more games, anyways. So. I think if Godfall comes over, uh, Series X people are probably starved for next-gen experiences, and that one is truly just a next-gen. It's not on old platforms, so yeah. if it comes out, I think it'll do decent over there. So yeah, and, for sure. And for some reason, whenever I think Gearbox, I always think Xbox, anyways. So I think it'll do well. It's the box. It's always the box. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It just anytime I think Borderlands, I for some reason I'm more so think of PC and Xbox than I do PlayStation. Right. Yeah, I do too. Um 
that being said, which what's funny is this next topic, I actually had somebody ask me about this today. The uh-huh. Dying Light 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like they're going to be releasing news on Wednesday about an update. Yes. I literally had a guy ask me today. He's like, have you heard anything about Dying Light 2? And I was like, no, honestly, I wish I, I, wish I could tell you something. Um, so I'm hoping this this update about the development of it is it's going to be like, hey, like we have a release date, and this is what it looks like. Not just like, we're still working on it. Because I enjoyed the first one a lot once I got past the, the free-running part of it. Mm-hmm. But finally, I got like over the almost making me sick to like, it was just great. Yes, so I agree. Fun. I agree. I, ho- I hope they give us like a release date, or at least like even if it's just holiday 2021, it would be better than, you know, right now it's literally just 2021, so it could come out any time. And it was supposed to come out last fall. And it got delayed, so I really I'd prefer it to be like a summer game because I have a feeling this fall this fall and winter are gonna just be packed. So oh, yeah. I really want some good stuff during the summer. Like let Resident Evil kick off the summer, take a couple months off, and maybe like August we get that another zombie game to like end the summer. That'd be so good, so good. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Give us give us more zombies, please. We love the zombies. Yeah, you can never go wrong with zombies ever. Yeah. Well, hopefully they they do the update on Wednesday, and hopefully they announce something about this game. Yeah, I, yeah. Because if if all they say is "oh, production is going well," I'm gonna be like, "Screw you!" <laughs> like, Come on. Well, like, wait. You you got me excited for Wednesday to tell me it's going well. Right. You couldn't like just put that on Twitter like Monday morning. Right. Yep. So, so what's yeah, going on? So what's going on with Nvidia? What is what is this? Okay, so last week we talked about uh, the Switch Pro rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, Nvidia is stopping production of the Tegra X1 Marco chip, and what the, that is the chip that they use in the Switch. So obviously, if they're stopping production on the chip that they use in the normal Switch, that has to tell you that they're getting ready to produce new chips for a new switch oh i mean that, uh, yeah that's exact i mean because what are you going to do like if you stop production on the chip how are you going to make more just regular switches yeah and what that tells me is it's going to be more than just a having a switch light a switch and a switch pro i think it's more so they're going to kind of get rid of the original switch slowly stop production and just make everybody buy so i think what they'll probably do is they'll still sell the switch pro at 300 and maybe take the original switch maybe down to 250 or something until they sell out of it and then they're just like done because that's basically what the new 3ds took over the the new 3ds and the the 3ds xl kind of pushed that original 3ds out of the way and we never saw they stopped producing it altogether right Uh, i mean they did something similar with the wii and the wii u right well, that was more... The Wii U was actually supposed to be a, a new console generation, but they didn't market it well enough to explain. A lot of people thought it was just an upgraded Wii, but it was, yeah, but it was supposed to be a new generation, and they just their marketing was terrible. They did not do a good job explaining what that console was, and I think that's why it didn't sell that well. 
um, and they were coming off the Wii, and the Wii is one of the best-selling consoles ever, but the problem is that oh, most of the people that bought a Wii bought it for Wii Sports. You know, you had people who had never owned a game console bought a Wii just for Wii Sports and Wii Fitness. Yeah. So when the Wii U came out, it was a huge disappointment after such a success with the Wii. Yeah, that's... I mean, I've always thought the Wii U was just an upgraded version of the Wii, so... <laughs> no, it was supposed... It, I always call it a beta test for the Switch. Because, you know, that tablet, you could play some games in tablet mode and not have to ha- play on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but you couldn't go very far from the console. You could just go, like, the next room over. You couldn't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was definitely, like, a beta test for the oh. Nintendo Switch, for sure. Yeah, I... Uh, I think that if they do the Switch Pro, I mean, because the, the Switch has been out now long enough, I mean, it would be, it would be the, right about the right time to do this. Um, and then just keep doing the Switch lights. Yeah. Um, and then obviously sell off the rest of the stock of the regular Switches, because yeah. you know they're going to do that. Kind of like what Sony's doing with the PS4s. Like, um, we still are getting new ones. Yeah. Well, and the problem that Nintendo's going to face too if they if the Switch Pro is not real the issue they're going to run into is um it's okay they've always been kind of a generation behind and but and they're saying that they want the Nintendo Switch to have the longest um console generation lifespan that they've ever had so they're predicting eight to ten years and the average console only lasts about six to eight so if they're wanting to take it longer they're gonna have that generational leap is gonna have to get caught up a little bit because now with the PS5 and Series X being out, you're now two generations technically behind graphically and power-wise. Um, and the rumors are that the Switch Pro is supposed to be like as powerful as the base PS4, which is still you know better than what what Nintendo has ever done before. So that I can I could be okay with, but eventually people are gonna get tired of the downgrade in graphics downgrade in quality and it's not going to be acceptable anymore um yes nintendo exclusives are always fantastic no matter how they look um but when it comes but people do still want port because you have people out there who only play nintendo not everyone has multiple systems yeah and so they're gonna have to find a way to keep third-party developers interested in the switch because they have a huge uh, customer base right now so more third-party developers are taking notice of the switch and uh, ea is finally like hey we need to get games on this this console it's stupid that we don't they have so many users um, right. but they've definitely got to upgrade that hardware and, and i don't necessarily think they need 4k but I'd, i'm fine with 4k i'd love to see legend of zelda skyward sword in 4k but um more so smoother frame rates and um, even just nailing out that 1080p, that solid 1080p across the board, um, and I'd be happy. They, they definitely need to do that because it was this week that they did Apex on Switch. Mm-hmm. And I watched some streamers play it on there, and oh my god, it looks like they're playing it on a PS2. And like watching people try to, you know, shoot... Or anything like that, like even like the like when they're, you're getting to drop out of the jump out of the drop ship, like how just muted everything looks almost because yeah. you obviously like the game is not really meant to run on the switch. Yeah. Um. So 
like I watched one person and they literally played two games in one back to back, and yeah. I'm just like this looks so bad. Like yep. you've got to upgrade your your tech inside yeah. this if you're wanting to play at least try and take a step towards the big boys. Yeah, and that's how it was with I bought Witcher Three on Switch. I wanted because everyone I had. Um, all the reviews I read said that it was great in handheld mode, that only in docked mode did they have issues, but when I tried to play it, it was just, it was really, like you said, muddy and, and just a downgrade, and that's one game where I was like, no, this is one game I'm not going to take the sacrifice and play on Yeah, this console. Now, maybe if a Switch Pro comes out, it'll run a lot better and look a lot better. Um, we'll see, but I will say Panic Button did the port for Apex Legends, and I did play Doom, uh, 2016's version of Doom on Switch when Panic Button brought it out and it is, the graphics are not near as good, but it was still a very enjoyable game um, right. but I haven't tried Apex Legends and I don't think I will try it on Switch <laughs> You should, just just to see what I've seen with my own eyes it was so it was like a nightmare, I'm like what, cause I'm playing you know, on a, a gaming PC or a PS5 and I'm just like mm-hmm. what is this, like why did they think this might have been a great idea? Like, I understand, you know, people want to play Apex on it. You, yeah. you can play Fortnite on it. And I think Fortnite, honestly, like the design of the game anyway, is very much Nintendo-ish. Mm-hmm. But Apex, like, I mean, it's like Titanfall. And Titanfall is all about movement and, like, you know, the rendering and everything like that. Like, you got to, like, have a yeah. run it really well and i know there's a guy i have a guy that i'm friends with that his pc has a hard time running it sometimes yeah so looking at it on the switch i'm just like well and i i had read a rumor earlier this week that said that uh supposedly apex legends may add a mode where there are titans in it and if that happens i'm like there's no way the switch can handle that no (laughs) not not freaking all yeah yeah i there's there's Talks, at least from what I've seen from a lot of different people and uh, uh, some people that, like, you can take everything with a grain of salt, but the rumors that typically turn out to be true that Apex is about to introduce, like, a, a team deathmatch mode mm-hmm. where you can start with uh, your preloaded, like, weapons of your choice, uh, of course your legend, um, and then it would be on certain areas of the map, which... Call of Duty kind of does something similar to that. I know Fortnite of everyone's all does something similar also. Um, but then the ring announcer would actually be Ash, who's from uh, Titanfall 2, which mm-hmm. they've some data miners have actually found some of her voice lines gotcha. for it. So I think inevitably you're going to get either a legend that calls in a smaller version of the Titan, because mm-hmm. Titans are pretty easy to take down in the game. So yeah. I think you could do a Titan if you did it right. But like with all the nerfs that they're constantly doing to Legends and stuff, I at least think it's worth giving a try. Because you've already established this is in the Titanfall world. Yeah. Eventually exactly. bringing a pilot in that has a, either like a smaller ring-sized Titan or something like that I think would be perfect. But I did was talking to one of my buddies today, and he said from what he had seen that the, possibly the next Legend in Apex was going to be uh, Japanese. Gotcha. So I'm kind of curious what that means too, but... Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, because if Overwatch could do it, one of their characters has a small like mech, so if they can pull it off, I don't know why Apex Legends couldn't. Yeah. And also, please, for the love of God, give me Titanfall 3. Because Titanfall 2 was, was so good. So yeah. good. 
I thought, and I thought they had said they're not done with Titanfall, so I'm sure eventually we'll get. Because with Apex Legends being so successful, I imagine EA is probably like, you know, you've made us a lot of money. We're going to let you do what you want to do next. Yeah, I mean, Respawn. I mean, Respawn did uh, uh, Fallen Order. That game is so good. And that game was great. They like, don't make they, a sequel. It's a travesty. They know how to make games, so please let them have Titanfall again, and let them obviously. They're making a Fallen Order 2. There's just no way around it Better be. at this point. I would cry. Yeah, same here. I, I platinumed that game, so give me another one to platinum. I haven't platinumed it, but man, that last, the ending when you're being chased by Darth Vader is just so good. It's the first time I was ever truly scared of Darth Vader. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was, it was a, it's a great part of that game. Oh yeah, so good. Um, yeah, the Switch, I mean, in Fortnite... With it being cartoony, I mean, it does play good on the Switch, but after going like to Series X or PS5 and then trying to go back to Switch, it is kind of hard for me because um, everything, the textures aren't as pretty. And then the view distance, like playing on a PS5 or Series X, like the, the area is just so gorgeous. Like even the trees just look amazing and 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 you load so fast like when misty and i play on the new consoles we're like always the first ones uh loaded into the match it's Mm -hmm. just so fast so um i always feel like i'm playing at a disadvantage on switch now and even my skins like when i buy a new skin and i go from new console to the switch i'm like oh they look so ugly (laughs) they're not as pretty yeah i and i never noticed that before but now that i've been playing on newer stuff more often i definitely am starting to see that difference unfortunately well i mean i i just i don't ever see them doing like warzone on the switch and i think apex is like more closer to warzone when it comes to graphics and like the mechanics of the game than it is fortnite or fortnite i mean you can play it on your phone and it still looks pretty decent yeah. Um, so whoever's ported all of that over, they've done a really well job. But Apex, I, I don't think it was meant for yeah. Switch at all. I will say the only way I think that um, a Call of Duty game will come to Switch is if they do a pro. Because, I mean, Call of Duty was on Wii U. So um, it just uh, depends on Reflex, that. Reflex Edition, right? I don't remember like, what it was like called. A Reflex version of it on the Wii, I believe. On the Wii and the Wii U. The Wii U had one of the newer ones, but I think Wii U actually had like Black Ops 2 or one of those. But um, And maybe Apex was more designed for the Switch Pro, but they wanted to go ahead and get it on there to start building that fan base. Um, yeah, suppose, yeah cause supposedly a lot of Nintendo's developers are starting to be told to uh, pr- be prepared to start pushing 4K and start making their games ready for the jump. So hopefully maybe... You know, it'll come out in Fortnite and Apex Legends. We'll get a patch, and it's just going to look so much better. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely if they're if they're if they are gearing up towards the Switch Pro, I yeah, I can definitely see that happening, and I can definitely see Apex being like, well, let's go ahead and get a jump on the fans yeah. and go from but, there. And since we're on the topic of Fortnite, I know you're you don't care, but Fortnite season six starts this Tuesday. I'm super stoked. Okay. Um, and I know we've been talking about Batman and and kind of my theories of DC crossover. I don't know if we're gonna get a full DC crossover like I want, but I do find it interesting that they're calling the finale of season five is um, Breakpoint Crisis. 
and you know DC likes to use that crisis name often. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis. Um, and supposedly, data min- miners found code for Deathstroke. So even if we don't get a full DC crossover, we I know we're getting the Batman and Harley Quinn skins through the comic book. So maybe I'll get a Deathstroke skin oh, at yeah. least. I, I would, would, yeah, I bet you would. Which would be pretty rad. Um, I still want a full uh, theme season, but even if we just got a couple like DC sprinkled in here and there, I'd be okay with it too. But I'm, um, dude, I would almost go back to playing Fortnite if they did a whole season with the Snyder Cut Justice League members. That would be sweet. Well, the Aquaman season they did uh, the season two Aquaman skin is based on Aquaman from the Snyder Cut. Yeah, so. Um, it could definitely happen. We'll see. Um, and I mean, I, I remember, uh, I think the last time I played Fortnite, I played the Thanos event where you could get the gauntlet and turn into Thanos. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I played it. And I mean, dude, we got Dark Side coming. Like, yeah. we should yeah. be similar. Well, and uh, like I said, uh, Misty and I had fallen out of Fortnite for seasons and seasons. And then they did the Marvel crossover. And I'm like, okay, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I have to play. It's time to go back. Yeah, and they left that season open, like, because Gal- you fight Galacticus, and at the end of the event, he's like, I'll be back for revenge. So, And they've already said that there's more uh, team-ups with Marvel in the future, but I really want them to do more with DC just to even it out. And I would love a whole season of, like, give me Cyborg, give me Wonder Woman, give me Batgirl, Nightwing. I mean, just give them all to Red Hood. I mean... I don't remember. They, they've released, like, the Dark Moment. Returns, Batman. I don't know if it's Dark Knight Returns, but I know they did a Batman and a Catwoman skin, and then Joker and Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and then I have, and then they did the Aquaman, and then I have Flash and the Green Arrow, which Green Arrow is based on the CW, CW. version. Mm-hmm. Um, but to my knowledge, that's the only DC skins they've done so far. For some reason, I want to say that I've seen the like Christian Bale Batman doing the backpack dance, but I, I think can't. it was Christian Bale's Batman. Okay, so then, I, I, mean, I missed out on that. I didn't yeah, that, play. that's that event. I mean, I know that was a while ago, but I remember that was like the first time I remember. I was like, wait, Batman's coming to Fortnite? What? So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if they haven't had a chance to do a DC event, I don't see why DC would not jump on it at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, to me, it just made sense because to the last two premium skins, not the last two, but towards the end of the season, we had Green Arrow and Flash, and then they're doing the comic book with Batman and Harley Quinn coming to Fortnite. So to me, I thought they were hinting at a DC crossover, but we they're always cryptic, so we won't know until Tuesday. <laughs> Unless some data I mean, miners... This is literally the second and- time they... So this is the second time that they've actually came back to Batman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and which I know might... I know Batman's DC's cash cow, but like they're obviously hinting that they're eventually gonna have to do something with the DC. Well, and the Snyder Cut would make sense too because Deathstroke we know is gonna be in the Snyder Cut, so it would make sense for we've got Batman, Harley Quinn, and um. Deathstroke supposedly gonna be next season, so man, a Snyder cut would be rad. Even though I don't like that version of the Flash, it's mm-hmm. my only complaint. <laughs> I, I I think the Snyder cut will hopefully redeem that Flash because I think in the, the current theatrical cut he was very much a joke, and I didn't care for that. Nope. Um, 
but also he doesn't like Grant Gustin is a really good Barry Allen, so I have a hard time not picturing him in the role. Yeah, and I think that's the problem is I, I'm such a fan of The Flash on CW that I judged you know, the, the Justice League movie Flash so harshly because Grant Gust is such a good Flash. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you know this, but Ezra Miller was technically in the CW Flash for like one yeah. episode. It was like that little crossover, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because cool. they did they did their own version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, and Ezra Miller was in one scene. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I love that about DC that they like they've done that. Like, because I know like they're at one point they like used the Smallville theme, and then like Crisis on Infinite, they used like Tom Welling and uh, mm-hmm. brought back uh, Lois, who I think it was like Erica, is her name, Erica Durrance or whatever. Of course, yeah. did they get Michael Rosenbaum to come back or no? Um, I don't believe so. He was, I think he was supposed to, but something happened. There was a scheduling conflict. Um, he says all the time that he would like to play return as Lex Luthor. And my brother and I were talking about this the other day. I wish he would be, even if he's not Lex, if he could be another villain, like let him be in the Superman and Lois show. That'd be so amazing. Cause he was such a good Lex. Like, I mean, that's, what's cool with like even Supergirl. Like, I mean, they brought Dean Kane in. You know, yeah. and they brought all these other people from the different, you know, Superman shows from past. It's like you could totally get Michael Rosenbaum in there and have it be something. I mean, he voices the Flash. Like, mm. let him, he obviously loves DC. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited for Justice League Snyder Cut. I don't know. I. I I hope they let it does really well and they let him continue his vision because I guess he ends it on a cliffhanger. He's yeah. already said so. And I've seen that he's got storyboards already wrote up for if he ever comes back. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Joe, what's his name? Joe Mangelo or whatever, whatever his name is. Yeah, that plays Deathstroke. He's hoping that it does well so him and Ben Affleck can do their movie that they were supposed to do. Dude, I even read too that there was a similar fight scene in this planned Batman movie. To the CGI Arkham Origins Deathstroke Batman oh, fantasy. That fight was so hard. Oh, God, but it was so good. It was. Uh, I can like I can just picture that because already Ben Affleck's Batman in uh, Batman v Superman, the warehouse scene is very much the Arkham games yep. brought to life. Yep. Um, but I'm telling you right now, and I seen a post about this. It was like a meme, and it made me laugh because it was the Social Network with Andrew Garfield. And it said, oh, I'm not coming for 30%. I'm coming for the whole company. And it was a picture of Justice League, the Snyder Cut. And then under it was like Snyder Cut, Justice League 2, Justice League 3, Ben Affleck's Batman, all of like nice. what originally was planned. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and Man of Steel 2. And I'm like, yeah, no. When this trend got started, this didn't just get started. Like they want them to finish the, the Snyder Cut. But well, it- as it got unraveled more and more, that like. David Ayer didn't even get to do the cut of Suicide Squad. It was actually like the trailer company that did it. Mm-hmm. Immediately, people are already like, okay, we want the Snyder Cut to just freaking rock so we can prove to the producers and like the studio, hey, now let Ayer get his version out. Because yeah. like, there's a whole movie that was made in the studio room floor that got cut up into so bad of pieces. And then they were like, here's Suicide Squad. It's like, I hated that movie. What? I think the problem, the biggest issue I had with Suicide Squad was the fact that 
the Flash and Batman had cameos. So you want me to believe that all these villains, which none of which but maybe one had actual powers, are supposed to fight this big goddess, even though you showed me that Flash and Batman already exist in this world, but you want me to believe that you're sending in the Suicide Squad, the worst version of the Suicide Squad, to take her out? No. No thanks. And really, it, was, it wasn't even them. Like it, it was mostly El Diablo. Yeah. Just like a witch in a whole nother form. And yep. then like and they were like, okay, well now that we've got a chance, let's do this. I think they should have made Joker the villain, Which, and that would have made more sense. See, and that's what I don't get. Because if the trailer company cut up this movie, they cut that trailer to make it look like Joker was the villain. Right. And then you watch the movie and Joker's like hardly in the freaking movie. Mm-hmm. And Leto, Ayer, all of them have like we filmed enough scenes with him and Harley. To have made our own movie with just Joker in them. Yeah. He's like, so the fact that all of that got cut out, it blows my mind. Yeah. I still don't watch Birds of Prey because that's how much I hated um, <laughs> Suicide Squad. I just refuse to give, like, I like her as Harley, but I refuse to give them any more money towards those two, like, movies. I'm just like, no. Did you ever want to see Obi Wan Kenobi be a giant douchebag? Oh, because he plays Black Mask, right? He, does. he is yeah. so good at it. It's it's really oh, it's, it's great. There's actually one scene in that movie where he's like doing something and like screaming at this girl, and I legitimately in the theater got uncomfortable because of how uncomfortable he was making her. And I'm like, this huh. is good. Like this is really good. Hmm. But I have a lot of friends that's like I will not watch Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, well, and it that sucks movie, because Marco is the perfect Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, and that movie bothers me too because Birds of Prey are, aren't they supposed to be good guys? And so the fact that Harley Quinn is a part of it, I'm just like, Meh. well, okay. So this is why it drives me crazy too, because it's Birds of Prey, which they changed it even in the theater, but it's Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. So it's like she's there, and the Birds of Prey are there, but oh. originally it's a Harley Quinn movie featuring the Birds of Prey. Gotcha. And then the way it ends, it almost sets it up for an actual Birds of Prey movie. Gotcha. But it I obviously tanked. Because so. Black Canary's in that movie too, right? And see, I don't like who they cast for her either. Jerry so. Smollett. Josie Smollett's little sister. Yeah. I believe little sister. Maybe twin sister. I don't know. Yeah. She she actually doesn't do too bad in the movie, but uh, the the one girl that plays Huntress, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the one from uh, it's from Ten Cloverfield Lane. She was fantastic, dude. She was oh she was so great, and like her dry humor that she has in it mm-hmm. is very like comedic, and her timing on it's really really good. Yeah. Um, but Margot just absolutely crushes it the whole the whole time. Like, it should have just been a Harley Quinn movie. That's all it should have yeah. been. Yeah. Um, I may give it a chance eventually, but it's just one of those things. Because I loved Aquaman, and I actually didn't really care for the new Wonder Woman either. It was extremely boring. Mm-hmm. You think so? Really? I thought, oh, yeah. Like, there were some cool... Like, the mall scene is really cool, and, like, there were some good scenes in it, but I just... I didn't like Pedro Pascal's look. Like, it bugged the heck out of me. And, the hair? Yeah, and then I and then I was so excited because I love Cheetah. She's one of my favorite villains in the DC comics, and her CGI at the end is just so bad. 
Yeah. And the whole and the movie was just so slow. Like I felt like Wonder Woman one had the perfect pacing, mm-hmm. but this movie just. And then it well, bothered. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and it just bothers me too that you know Wonder Woman was supposed to be a hero, and she was totally okay with um, Chris Pine just taking that dude's body, you know, without his permission. And then they had sex, and you're like, you basically, yeah, and you basically just forced this dude to have sex with you without his consent. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Chris <laughs> Pine can take over my body at any point. Uh, because I will help any Amazon warrior that looks like Gal Gadot anytime. But, actually, fun fact, I'm glad that you brought that up, because of the Snyder Cut. So, he obviously showed it to, like, the executives at WB. Have you uh, seen the rumors that came up about that? Mm-hmm. So, there, I, I heard that there's a couple of executives that actually want him to do Wonder Woman 3. Because really? he actually... It's mostly his setup and some of his writing that's in the first movie. Most of it. Gotcha. And, and uh can't remember the, the director. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, yeah. She actually, like, he, like, guided her, mm-hmm. similar to, like, Kevin Feige, because that's what Snyder was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of, like, took it and went on with it. Because, there was, like, he even released some photos of Wonder Woman teamed up with all these different style of soldiers, and she had, like, king's heads that she was holding. Dang. It was like, he's like... Wonder Woman, the original movie, if I had done it, it was supposed to have been like she had lost her hope in humanity. Yeah. So she was going to all these wars and like killing all of these leaders that were trying to take over. And yeah. when she meets Chris Pine's character, that's when she finds love in humanity. Yeah. He had nothing to do with Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, that, man, there were some stuff in it that got me excited. Like, I loved even though it's one of her stupidest things in the comics that, but the fact that the invisible jet was in it, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like that, that they referenced one of the most ridiculous parts of her comic. But then at the same time, I'm like, wait, you, you, she can fly in your version or she can, or swing on lightning or whatever you want to call it. But yet you need an invisible jet. How does that make sense? <laughs> two things, one comic books for some reason. And then two, like, that part in particular was for, I think, the Patty Jenkins. And, like, I watched that movie with my mom, and she watched the original Linda Carter Wonder Woman, yeah. and she loved it. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. That's so yeah. cool. You know, you've got to have one. And I'm like, you don't know, but, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, if you grew up watching that, like, it's part of it. And when yeah. Linda Carter showed up at the end, yeah, my mom was like, oh, that's so awesome that they did that. Yeah, I didn't mind 84. But what I do mind is that ever since they they like Zach went off the project because of his daughter committing suicide, but also if you read, also it's kind of like WB was wanting him pushed out the door anyway, because for some reason they've got whoever was at the showrunner at the time, which is no longer the guy, got it in their head. We have to start making these like Marvel movies. We've got to start adding color. We've got to start adding just a, a, a perfect streamline of continuity. And then this has to go here, and this has to go here. But it's like that the universe wasn't set up like that, and yeah. DC has never been set up like that. Marvel runs on the six one six universe; that is the main one. Yeah, DC has always, with the Flash being introduced, has always talked about the multiverse and changing yeah. continuities and bringing like the Watchmen got finally brought into the comics. Yeah, you know, so DC has always been about that, but. 
with Zack Snyder, I think he understands that. And as much as I have friends that hate his guts and the way he directs, um, that's what I loved about it. And that's why with the Snyder Cut, every trailer that's come out, they've obviously even like, if you watch the first time it was revealed that he was going to have dark side in this and then watch the trailer, how much more color he's brought in, how much, dude, the CGI looks ridiculously yeah, good. Yeah, it does. I it mean, does. just, it, and the fact that dark side looks like dark side. Yeah. My, see, and I loved Batman vs. Superman. My only issue with Batman vs. Superman is how Doomsday looked. I hated the way Doomsday looked. But other than that, I loved Batman vs. Superman. So mm-hmm. I was super stoked for Justice League. Um, so I hope, I really, I, the, the thing is, if he messes this up, it's going to be the worst because he's he's been able he's had all this time to see everything that fans hated about the original he's had all this time to make it perfect and to bring to fix things that were that josh we didn't screwed up so if he drops the ball i mean there's no coming back from this <laughs> like well, here's a couple good things he's he's really good um there's a 45 minute interview on youtube that you can watch and i recommend you watch it before you watch the cyber cut because he literally goes into all this detail. But he he even talks about in that interview that like the studio wouldn't give him the extra bit to give Superman the black suit. Mm-hmm. So him and one of the visual effects guys went in, and that is the red and blue suit, and they totally made it look black and silver. Gotcha. So it's a complete recolor. Um, and then also he even says, like, it was originally going to be released in one-hour parts on HBO Max. And he said some of the people... WB was like, no, 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 let's not do that. We've already made people wait long enough. And so he said, when they started freaking out, he's like, you know what? It's fine. You guys let me do a four-hour-long movie. Just release it all at once. That makes sense. Um, I've seen a lot of, like, Twitter reactions for the people that got to watch it early, I think, yesterday or the day before. Hmm. Haven't seen very many negative ones. Um, I've seen a couple of them that it's like, I haven't really, like, been invested in these characters, and this movie doesn't really push it for me again. Right. I've seen a lot of them that's like 7 out of 10 or that, yeah, this is exactly what we were hoping for. This is the four-hour extended cut Lord of the Rings of the DC Universe. Like, right. And I've seen some people say this is the best DC movie they've released. So I have a lot of hope. Zach has promised a lot of stuff. Right. Um, yes, Batman v Superman was kind of a swing and a miss. But also the ultimate cut was also... I think a course correction because like the stuff that it did add in, even though it was little, I think makes that movie much more enjoyable. It's the only version of that movie I'll watch now. Um, But yeah, that there is a little bit of worry for me, but I can tell you after watching the theatrical cut Mm -hmm. of justice league, I remember because I'm, you know, I'm a big Batman fan. Yeah. The first thing that just, I, I was almost done with was the way, uh, they had done the reshoots and the way Batman was like acting in the movie. Like when he's laying there and he's like, Oh, something's broken. Yep. Definitely broken. And he's like cracking jokes. I'm like, I was like, this is not the same Batman v Superman, Batman or Batman. That was like yeah. up in the corner of the room, hiding, you know, like creepily and yeah. like branding people. Like, and obviously I know the events in that movie change stuff, but no, this is, that's not how he should have been in justice league either. Yeah, I agree. So, I think um, it's going to be leaps and bounds better than the theatrical cut, but I do see, you know, yeah, it's four hours. There is a word. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I'll get it watched before um, 
next week's episode. But uh, between that and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's going to be a jam-packed week. That's like five, almost five hours worth of content right there. Yeah. Um, but all the all the things I'm seeing on Twitter about Falcon and Winter Soldier are amazing too. Like everybody's raving about the show. Apparently, we get to meet Falcon's family, and like they're just saying that it's like exactly. They said it's everything you envision it's going to be, and that's perfectly great. I mean, that's just what they wanted. Right. So, and it's been confirmed that every episode will be forty-five to fifty-five minutes long. Um, so, I'm super stoked. Like, I cannot wait. Um, but I did tell Jacob he has to at least watch the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And he already said he won't watch Justice League, so he'll be silent during that discussion. But um, he said that he will make it his mission to watch. Falcon Winter Soldier, and I did start Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I started Attack on Titan, so that's perfect. So you guys can talk about that on his episode, and me and him can talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. It's actually really good. I'm real. I'm on episode eight so far, and I've been really, really impressed. So I'm glad he recommended it. Oh, dude, uh, Attack on Titan is literally by each episode. It blows my mind. Um, I see. I'm a big Death Note fan, and it was made by the same people. Okay. So I. I'm, I'm literally by each episode. I'm just like, wait, what? And then I go into the next one. I'm just like, what? What? <clears throat> I'm just get to blown. Yeah, I'll watch it next, but I, there's just not enough time in the day. For sure. For sure. But next next week may be hard because of what, what we already have to watch. So. Right. For sure. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that was a pretty good episode, I'd say. Yeah, I think that wraps it up up for this week um not too much it was kind of a slower week but like i said there's a lot going on this week so yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about come this weekend so definitely definitely and jacob will be back with us he'll be back from vacation on saturday so we'll be back here same time same place same uh, channel right that's right that's right 